And for Jacksonville offensively, obviously everybody wants to see Chase Young. I cannot wait to see this rush unit with Chase Young. I, I've given him his props. I think he's been a lot better. Um, I think maybe this is his best year. He got a lot of credit for his rookie year, but this is his best year as far as consistently winning rushes. And for Steve Wilkes, does that mean that you're going to blitz less? People complain about his play calling. Sometimes he's handcuffed because the pass rush isn't getting there. And you talked about Nick Bosa's comments this week. I can remember where we just rushed. And I think for a four-man rush unit, it can be frustrating to hear a blitz called because you don't have the same freedom in your rush lanes and that sort of thing. The Greenlight Podcast welcomes you. Another beautiful Friday from Studio J. Today's episode is a blast and a half. Chris, Kyle, Macon. We start off with our first 15. We talk gaming, Al Michaels, and Josh Dobbs. Probably one of the best plays Chris says he's ever seen. Then we get into our Week 10 NFL previews. We go through each and every game, give our picks, maybe some bets. You'll want to lock in for those. That's some in-depth football. And then admin, everyone's favorite segment. Kyle brings some heat. Chris gets creative, and Macon wants to talk to you about his gambling services. Please enjoy today's episode and have a wonderful weekend. Special edition of the Freak Show. I got Kyle in here, got Macon in here, the full house. Uh, let's have some fun today. Hey, uh, for people that are listening to the pod, a lot of times on Wednesday, I come in, I watch film. That's kind of how I spend Wednesday is, is catching up on all the all 22 film I can. To get ready to do this show and to get ready to make my picks for the weekend. Um, and sometimes we'll have an interview on Wednesday. Usually like a player, say Drake London a couple weeks ago, or Lou Anarumo uh, yesterday, as we tape, it is Thursday. Lou was awesome. You know, he sat down for 25 minutes with us. Um, you know, it's really cool to get a defensive coordinator to give you that much time during a week where he's preparing for an offense to just put up 38 points or whatever it was. I love the coach. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Bengals defense. A lot of those players, I know Trey, I know Sam, a couple of the WDEs, but I'm a huge fan of the guys inside. I love their safeties. They moved on from those safeties. They made the adjustment. I think they play really gap sound defense. They pick their spots. They're aggressive, but not stupid. And I just love Lou. So Lou came on. And a lot of the times what happens is when we have an interview like that, it really squeezes us on Friday so we can't have fun and spread out, do the previews, do some admin like we're doing today. So I said, fuck the rules. Mm. Let's start. Uh, releasing these interviews if they're 30 minutes long uh, on like a Thursday. So that's why you might see some Thursday drops. Um, I know some people like a regular kind of routine, but these aren't long pods that we would be dropping on Thursday. They'd be like stand standalone interviews. So go back, check out Lou if you haven't. If you're a Bengals fan and, you, and you're sticking around for the next pod because you like the last one, welcome. Uh, this or if show, you're a team who needs a head coach. If you're a team that needs a head coach. Check out the interview. Yeah. Might dude. learn something new about one of the candidates. The Vegas Raiders. They should go Italian. They got to go Italian. We talked about this on the show like a week or two ago. They got to go Italian. They got to hire 
uh, DeVito to be their quarterback. Um, Sunseri. Vinny Sunseri. Either that or new management. Your teams, they sleep with the fishes. Exactly, dude. <laughs> Guys from Staten Island. Is that Island. subtitles? I almost no. asked him because he's about the same age <laughs> as the Jizza. Uh, if he, being from Staten Island, knows the Wu-Tang Clan. But I didn't want to derail the interview. Wild childhood friends. Yeah. I think that would have... That would have maybe derailed the interview. Blue and the Jizza. And today is today Thursday is the uh, anniversary of Thirty Six Chambers. It Shout is, out. dude. How about that? That worked out. So that Nolan Gallon yesterday, uh, Thirty Six Chambers today. I guess if I was to do a, a layup line That's and I was going right? to do a Wu Tang song, give me a second. Muncie, Indiana. Hello. Why Muncie? Why not? Hometown of Bonzi Wells, my friend. Okay, good. Muncie, Indiana. Ball is State that, University. Is that Ball far from State? Oh, Ball Which State. is a crazy name for a school. It is. It Alma is. Alma mater of Dave Letterman. More really? Morehead yeah. State. Uh, <laughs> that's good, Kyle. That's good. I'm going to go, uh, <laughs> if I'm going Wu-Tang. Everybody had that hat growing up, remember? If I'm going Wu-Tang for a layup line, I'm going to go uh, Seventh Chamber Part 2. Like, ding, not sure to get you open like six packs. Kill a beast, exact, flipping what? Murder one fat tracks, all right? All right, that's that's a good one. All Electric, right? and then and then on top of that, Cowboy Reed went to a show last night. Oh, the Shane Smith, uh, Shane Smith and the Saints. The I think Saints, Macon yeah. actually, you'd like them. They're a little more like up tempo. They're like they're like a Texas. Are you thinking the Saint? Paul in the Saints? Uh, nope. St. Paul the Broken Bones is who you're thinking yep, of. Yep, that's right. Uh, and no, I'm not thinking of them. But they do a cover of uh, the intro song in The Last of the Mohicans, and that's their walkout song. Yes, and it's freaking vibey. They also did a cover of The Weight the other night, nice. and it was wonderful. Dropkick nice. Murphys, now that I'm thinking about it, absolutely bit that score. Yeah. You know, that, that fucking ship them off to Boston song? Yeah. Yep. Sounds a little bit too much in a terrible way. They saw way. Daniel like, Day-Lewis and they were like, let's make this yeah, the yeah. Northeast. That's like the Daniel Zach Day Bryan, Lewis. Zach Bryan <laughs> quitting time. Sounds like John Anderson. Oh, Seminole Win. Yeah, it does. It does sound like Seminole Win. the beginning. Wind. And I like Zach Bryan. I me think he's too. pretty good. You you introduced me to Zach Bryan, but there's nobody who can touch John Anderson's Seminole Win. Mm. All right, well, Reed, pick a Shane Smith and the Saints song. Shane Smith, we're going coast. 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 Shane Smith, Saints, Coast. And, and picked up some vinyl last night. Uh, some of the softball boys picked up a couple t-shirts. Saw them in the crowd. So uh, we had a good time. So I got I got a group of high school friends, right? You guys know my high school buddies. I'm not going to name them. They might be listening to this Degenerates. podcast. We have a group text. So last night, Reed's like, I'm at this great show. On the way out, he runs into like the whole gang, minus me. And uh, I don't know if they just didn't think I'd like the concert, but I never got an invite. Damn. And like I, in the group text, I scroll back and I'm like, I never saw anything about a Shane Smith. So this was this was uh, arranged outside of the group text. Now, I forget things all they the time. They did tell so me not to say anything. To no, I'm just kidding. But that's what I'm kind of wondering. Do I have something to worry about with my friends? Like, is it a thing where they're just like, Chris is working too much. He's never going to say yes. 
You know, it's funny, Chris. You, you and I work together, Chris. I don't you should just you. text me. You know when I work, just come over. Hang I don't out. include Macon in anything because Macon says he doesn't want to be included in anything. I like to stay home, and I don't like the group text, but I like the occasional invitation. Me too. You, you like and me invitation. are in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think you and I work, because I just don't fucking text you. You don't text me. I, I, thought, see, I, I see you, and I'm happy like once every two months. Right. You guys <laughs> ever get this feeling like maybe your friends don't like you? Dude, yeah. every day. Yeah, every day I feel that way. I feel like I feel that in here. I feel that. When I'm sitting when in my PC. And I'm looking at my Steam library, and I'm yeah. like, what do I want to play, and who am I going to play with? And I'm like, I found out what I want to play. Where are all these people that I call friends? Where are the hundreds of people that are on my Steam library? Well, they went to a, a, a NASCAR race kids. a couple weeks ago, albeit it was a Sunday, but I didn't get any mention of that. I think I'm chopped liver. So anyways, I just wanted to ask you guys, is something to worry about? Let's start a new friend group. No, nah, there's too many as it is. Hmm. Um, okay. Hey, I'm going to see that Dave Matthews band this weekend. You want to go? Oh no! I'm. <laughs> do you do you want to go? No, I'm gonna be in Happy Valley. Okay. Um. So I'm excited about that trip. Headed what up day? to Happy Valley. What, what day is that? Probably two nights. It's two nights. I'm gonna go Friday. Yeah. Where is it? Charlottesville. Oh. Yeah. 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 Should be a good time. They always put on. For, Happy uh, Valley will be city. sick. A Happy Valley is gonna be great. Scout that to... offensive tackle for the Bears, huh? Yeah. Give me well, a little you advanced guys got scouting. plenty of tackles. Give me man. some advanced. Scouting. More like Sad Valley for Michigan. Yeah, it's going to be. Ah. I got to wear blue. It's a stripe game. I got to find a navy blue thing. It's a high of 48. There's got to be a navy blue thing that'll keep me warm. Stripe game's been cool. I'm hoping that I end up in making out like Stanford Steve, where I go up there and Biscuit gives me all this free gear. Dog. So you got to watch yeah, out when you make good. out. I will give there. you this sweatshirt off my back. I'm, I'm not going to fit in that. <clears throat> so where do we start? We, we got our first 15. Here's what I decided. We've been doing one huge thing, which is a nod to, to Scott Van Pelt and his show. And it's not like it's a really, um, I don't know, revolutionary concept to just rant about one thing to start the show. But I also don't want to bite from somebody like like Scott Van Pelt, who's uh, we might want to get him on the show again. Mm -hmm. Not that he knows what's going on on this podcast. I'm sure he has. We should even do it. We should, we should flip it. He reached out and asked us to stop doing it. Yeah, he did. No. Scott reached out. He asked us to stop doing it. So we're going to rebrand it. And we're going to call it First 15. I got to dress like him First for 15. this segment. What do you mean? Just like a suit? Just put on glasses. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you come prepared for admin, you're prepared for the First 15. Okay. So Damn, that's like but, an indictment on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's your first freak show. Kyle, First 15 is basically the scripted part of the show mm -hmm. where we give one big take or two big takes, whatever's going on in the world of pop culture or in the world of sports, who wants to start it today? Mm. Pop culture, sports. I'm going to meld the two here. And you know, you guys know I love gaming. And this leads well off of what you were talking about with not knowing where your friends are. I'm in a league. I'm in a Madden league. And it reminds me of when I was younger, you used to have all the boys over and they would play NCAA. Make it Looking at one, one of, of the guys. They used to play NCAA and they had a record book. They had stats, logs. I remember that. You guys took it really seriously. Well, my buddy TJ Majors... Uh, fellow podcaster as well as a, a spotter in the mm. in the NASCAR series, he started this league. He's the Bills. I picked the Niners, and there's like 23 of us who control teams, and we all play each other. We advance the weeks uh, and the years too. 
Yeah, so we're in year one right now. Uh, I think it's like week 15. Yeah. But uh, tonight, the Chiefs and the Bills play. There's going to be like eight of us watching in a Discord. <laughs> yeah, That sounds amazing. That sounds you know great. what I mean? Like, And there's an app called Neon Sports. And Neon Sports tracks all the stats that I can view on my phone. Like Christian McCaffrey's a rushing leader. He went down last week with an ankle sprain. Elijah Mitchell had 185. So what I'm saying is I think we should get a green light Madden League. Done. And if it's not Done. Madden, we should FIFA. wait for the new NCAA, or we should get an old PlayStation and play NCAA 2014 and start a league. Anybody at home in these winter months, you can't be out playing golf. You can't go do the things you want to do outside. Start a league, whether it's a Madden or NCAA. How about a gr boys. Grand Theft Auto League? Because they're coming out with the new trailer yeah. coming up soon. Now I'm, That's a gang. I, that's going to be a while. Yeah. And maybe making can be one of the people that we beat up and throw out of the car occasionally. <laughs> How long are your quarters? How long does it take to play a game? It's 10 minute quarters. It probably takes 40 minutes to play a game. We do an advance every three days, real time. So do you have to set up a time with your buddy to get the game? So in? yeah, it's on you guys to schedule your games. That's and it, and if you don't, but I mean, here's the yeah. great thing. You can go whenever, if it's yeah. 10 o'clock at night and you're like, I'm going to get this game in before bed, you can be in bed by 11. Uh, you can wake up in the morning if you like. I play the computer this week, so I can get up before I wake up my daughter and play my. You play the computer sometimes. Game. Yeah, if it's not a, if, yeah, if it's not a user-controlled team. That's so interesting, man. And we've I got mean, we late got, ads to the league. We got to take this to the next level in this room. We got to either do some FIFA tournaments yep. or some. Uh, and we can start Madden. streaming it. I know that uh -huh. Greenlight does a, a TTV Greenlight Pod, and then you know, obviously, Bo Kingston does it as well. I have a Twitch. It could be fun. I'm That'd just be saying. really fun. It would be fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, be, I said, let's get an Xbox. Did we get an Xbox? Yeah, I have it upstairs. The Xbox has just been sitting here. And you can go let's three randoms going. maybe to select teams. Okay, cool. That sounds good. Bo set up a Discord for us just this week. Gamers Great. out there. So unite. that's my first 15. Find okay. new ways to hang out. Yeah, let's find new ways to hang guys. out. Let's, you know. let's find new ways to hang out for sure. Talk to me about Alex Caruso, Fantasy League. What happened? So basically, Tommy Alter, worst fantasy uh, owner in the or commissioner in the in the entire league. Um, did you see uh, Desantis last night? He was like, I, "I won't let you down <laughs> if I lead this country." That was kind of like Tommy Alter as the commissioner. Referenda. Yeah, and he did let us down. I mean, he he switches from email to text communications all the time. He, he switches the the time of the draft constantly because Caruso has to play overseas or something or FIBA is going on. Like, who gives a fuck, man? It's fantasy football. Let's all get on the same fucking page. By the way, Alex Caruso, I'm sure this might be your big thing, but he got to guard Kevin Durant last night. Yeah. Yeah. So according to, you might not want to mess with this Alex Caruso. According to DeMar DeRozan, he's our Ray Lewis. Oh boy. <laughs> he definitely is one of those great vocal communicators and competitors when it comes to that and the ball. So you might remember when Ray Lewis was indicted on murder and aggravated assault charges. I do remember. Point being that this Alex Caruso is the Ray Lewis of the three and six Chicago Bulls. <laughs> I mean, who is he on the offensive side of the ball, Chris? Is he, is he, is he OJ damn Simpson? Yeah, he might be OJ Simpson. All right, so I'm just rock. telling you, look out for this Caruso. Okay. This Alex Caruso. Hey, Alex Caruso's taking some charges too. <laughs> okay. Is it time Steal, for me? Stealing. Can I start my first 15? <laughs> Murdering opponent's field goal percentage. Okay. Uh, I like Alex Caruso. Yeah. Guy seems cool. For sure. Now, I, I don't love the fact that Tommy Alter has to move the draft every year because of him. He's, and the, I, he's the PG that looks like me. That's right. Yeah, yep. he does kind of look like you. Yep. Generally speaking. Yeah. So I just wanted to show you guys this. this, this I mean, you guys have seen this, this play. 
The people at home, you've all seen this play. This was last Sunday. This was Josh Dobbs in the red zone before the half. You saw the scramble, picking up the first down, beating the free runner. We were all like, wow. But last night, about 11.30 at night, I'm watching this game on All-22. And I got to tell you, on All-22, this thing is a cinematic experience. So I have it pulled up for you guys. There are new things that pop up every time I watch this play. 11-3, it's a bona fide rock fight. The time is 1-17, second quarter. The place is Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Okay, Josh Dobbs just entered the game like a quarter ago. He just turned the ball over playing hero ball. If you're Atlanta, you feel pretty good about where you are right now. You're going to get the ball out of the second half. This is the tail end of a five-minute drive, and you go to the half 11-10. This drive started, and I don't know if you guys remember this play, by throwing the absolute worst buddy pass I've ever seen to K.J. Osborne. They damn near decapitated him mm -hmm. at, at, at the hash. And I got to say, like we give Josh Dobbs a lot of credit. He deserves a lot of credit. I don't think they go on this run unless they sacrifice K.J. Osborne on this drive. I think a defender looked down and thought his head was literally off because right. his helmet was sideways a bit, and the guy looked away right away. It was insane. Yeah. Okay, but like insane just to convert that third down, right? Guys just got there, okay? Then they convert another one. He hits the honey hole in cover two uh, up by the sideline. And then we get to third and 10. And if you're the Falcons, let's get the fuck off the field, right? You got a free runner, okay? I'm going to run this tape. You got a free runner, and this is the toughest tackle in football, Kyle. I mean, like, nobody's going to feel bad for this guy. They're going to say, just get him down. Oh. But this is the toughest tackle in football. It feels like you're running for five minutes. For me, it felt like I was running for 10 minutes, a lot slower than this guy. But the whole time, he's like, ah, I don't see you, but he sees you. I mean, I've seen this movie a bunch. So let's get to the end zone um, because this is a thing of beauty. So anyways, here's the free runner. And this is hilarious because Josh Dobbs, you know, usually a quarterback's going to bail out the other side of the pocket. That's where he's going. He gets spun around. He's got to make this referee move out of the way. The referee's like, holy shit, Josh Dobbs is on this team. I didn't have that on my card. Team's on his back. Is that Josh Dobbs? Okay. And then watch 27. He can still pull this thing up. You're seven yards in the backfield. He's sliding into home. Okay. He, get, <laughs> he gets fucking flat tired by the big fella. And then this is where it gets really good. Keep your eyes on number 31. Looking for work. 75 for the Falcons, running to the ball. Big fella, I don't blame you. You should get a pat on the back. Instead, you get an EKG. Is that Acres? Uh, <laughs> Damn. I think it is Acres. <laughs> and I don't know why Acres went on IR. You know his chest went poof. But like, holy shit. And this guy, this is the worst part. Okay, 75's on the ground here, flat back. Josh Dobbs, Wee! I gotta jump over your body. <laughs> I gotta jump over your body. And I know with the his feet in the air with his feet in the air. And I know the ESPYs. He's trying to trick him. Now I know the ESPYs has like a bunch of categories. Maybe you make one up for this play. I think seventy five is going to live forever in the Josh Dobbs B roll at the ESPYs. I think they're going to be probably applauding the host coming out of commercial showing this play. I mean, we. And the worst part is he still gets the first down. He's four yards of the sticks when he jumps over this guy's carcass. Okay, 93, his name is Calais Campbell. He's 36 years old. This is a long way for an old man to run. Oh he's also six foot nine, and he's going to push this grown like man. Pushed him. He pushes him probably six yards. That's about, I don't know, by my calculations, 18 feet uh, over the first down marker. So <laughs> when you're going to push a grown man 18 feet, it's hard to aim. But this part's funny, too. 
four comes in and cleans Calais's clock and helps him up because he's nervous about. But this is the greatest play I possibly. You gotta help Calais up when you knock him over because you're afraid he's gonna kill you. But I gotta say, like people looked at this play on Sunday and they were like, "Wow, great play!" If you have access to all twenty-two. Go back and watch this play. I would nominate it for the greatest play of the NFL season so far. I mean, there are so many things going on in that play. There's probably shit I missed. Every time I watch it, something new pops up. We'll talk about Josh Dobbs more later. But at the midway mark of the NFL season, I have not seen a better play. My other candidate for that play would be the Joe Burrow escape for San Francisco. No question. No Sim- it was like similar circus drill. You behind should do the that as a scrimmage. YouTube segment at the end of the year. You're watching all this. The film. best plays. Yeah. The best plays because this is one of them. Lamar Jackson holding the ball for 11 seconds in the red zone against the uh, the, the, the GPs, Lions. Right. The green light pods. But when you get beat, yeah. when you get beat by Joe Burrow or you get beat by Lamar Jackson, it's like, yeah, it's Joe Burrow. It's Lamar Jackson. This guy just got off a fucking plane. He hasn't. He's probably staying at the Holiday Inn Express. Fifth team in 11 months. Fifth team in 11 months. The guy hasn't even unpacked his bags and he's breaking your back on third down. Hats off to Josh Dobbs. Now, my second play in this script, I got one more, is about Al Michaels. Okay, I don't know if you've heard this. Okay, you're, hold on to your butt. Al Michaels is back per the New York Post next mm. year. Okay, he's not retiring. He's gonna keep going. People are mad. He has no right. He's not enthusiastic. Okay, do you know how long he's been at this thing, guys? 48 years? I don't know, but when I looked it up, his first big break was getting to call Hawaii Islanders games. That's a White Sox affiliate, Kyle. You could have played for the Hawaii Islanders. Could have been an Al Michaels call. Okay, no, but here's how long ago it was. He got called up to call these games. The main guy got called to go to Knob. That's why he got called. So he's been doing this. He Wally pipped this deal. He Wally pipped the guy. The guy went to Nam, and Al Michaels was born. So. This guy's been doing a long time, and I think 2022 just broke him. If you look back at the Thursday night games last year, you had Colts, Broncos, 12-9. Commies, Bears, 12-second the next week. Next week, you had Andy Dalton throwing like five picks. Then he had an Eagles-Texans game that he had to call during the World Series. I mean, they were at the same time. I was at the Phillies game, and I'd go check the phone because I had the Eagles, big line. They didn't cover. Okay, That all happened in a month span. Then he had Walker Mariota. He had Mayfield-led Rams. He had Josh Dobbs-led Titans. You remember that. And he had the Josh Dobbs-led Titans before it was cool to have a Josh Dobbs game. Mm-hmm. So this was a hell of a – and then it finished with a 19-3 Jags-Jets game that would – it was a rock fight that would make the Canaanites blush, guys. I mean, like, this was <laughs> the ultimate rock fight, almost unwatchable. So this guy's been through hell. He's been through the, the ringer. You want him to show enthusiasm? Y'all don't even like the games. No, uh, I- no, I want him to keep track of time and score. That's fair. That sort of thing. But when 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 you look at it, when when NBC went to Rico and he got cucked by Tarico, and then Fox went uh, Burkhart, and then uh, ESPN went Joe Buck, they're basically playing musical chairs with this guy's career. Mm-hmm. This is his last opportunity to call games, and he took it. And if he wants a Thursday night job, I say keep it as long as you want it. Um, you know, so... Uh, the only difference between like this and the hoarders you see on TV is he's making a million dollars to hoard Thursday night. They football. want enthusiasm. They want theater. Go watch the old school calls. It's just football. It's, he's only going to be as good as the games are. And and you know Al Michaels, you you know this thing by now. He doesn't eat vegetables, not even vegetables. chives on his on his baked potatoes. No Kyle, he's never had a vegetable. I know. Um, so like the basic tenets of nutrition can't kill this guy. Old age can't kill this guy. Thursday night football will not kill this guy. 
he should stay as long as he Hair wants. Die. Do you think your disdain for his calls matter at all? Um, and tonight you've got Bears Panthers, so very on topic, uh, total rock fight. And then you got Ravens Bengals, Packers Lions, and Seattle Dallas for three weeks. So hang on, Al. You might you might find yourself rejuvenated going into January this year. Take a drink every time he says the word. Meanwhile, that will kill you. That will kill me. <laughs> yes. Overhydrated, hypohydrosis. Yeah. People I think were that, pissed. That, People were pissed on the call. I think it was uh, Collinsworth last week that was saying, you know, Justin Fields can learn a thing or two from this Tyson Bajan guy. Yeah. People were up in arms. People were up in arms that. about that. Now, listen, I'm just saying, I'm kind of, I, I want to have been an, gripes about all the. Calls. I want to have an opinion on this. Maybe it's because I watch the games with the sound off sometimes. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm not really paying attention or getting immersed. Like the, the Herb Street Michaels combination is just not great, right? I don't put that all on Al Michaels, but he's obviously not that enthusiastic. But everything I just said stands like I don't care enough to run him out of the booth. This guy's a legend. He wants to do it for another year or two. Take Macon's coaching. That's fine. But this guy should do it as long as he wants to do it. Now, with, with that having been said, since we're talking about Thursday night football, I think we should do Thursday night time machine right now. And we should really celebrate what happened last week. 20 to 16. We both nail it. We should. For the first time in Thursday night time machine. And God we, tried to steer you wrong. That's just right. want to make sure. Go without God. God tried to get me to say 20 to 15. <clears throat> I said, no, God. God. You think God controls autocorrect? It was it was a slip. Oh, it was a slip. Yeah, it was you a know, slip of the You finger. know where goodbye comes from? What? How? In the old days, how? they used to say, God be with you. And then they said, God be with ye. And then they were like, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Is that accurate? Somewhat. Okay. So let's talk about Thursday night football because what's really interesting about this game is both teams want to win. At first, you're like, oh, it's a tankathon, but not really because the Bears have the Panthers pick. They want to drive that pick up the board. Win win. The Panthers want to win because why why else are you taking the field? You got a young quarterback, the whole thing. Um, And there is that like battle between front offices where you're like, there's no fucking way we're losing this game. I don't know if Tepper's in Frank Reich's ear. I would imagine he's probably down in the facility, in the meetings, bothering Frank Reich about winning this game. Eberflus and McCaskies, I don't imagine I don't imagine exactly the same way. A little more hands off. But I think this is a game that's very interesting because of that fact. And people are looking at this game and they're saying, hey, fuck, we got this game. Then we got Jets, um, uh, Raiders Sunday night. And then Monday night, I think, is trash, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Broncos, Bills, which actually could be fun. Okay, like I'll take that we back. We saw what the Broncos did to the freaking Chiefs a couple weeks ago. I know. So looking ahead to that game, that feels like a backdoor cover kind of situation. Oh, yeah. That line is is ballooned to eight and a half. Mm. Okay, so let's talk about this week. Last week, Macon and I both sent in with no knowledge of each other's picks because that's the way this thing works. Two scores separately, 2016. We nailed it. Do we stay hot? Drum roll. We got Macon, Bears 26, Panthers 16, Chris 23, 17, Bears. Oh, I love this. I do too. You like it too? Yeah. You think it's a blowout? Yeah. Like a commander's Thursday night game type type thing. Look, last time Bears were at home, it's a 18-point win over the Raiders. Yep. Last time Bears were on Thursday night, it's a 20-point win over the Commanders. I think they like the spotlight. I think they like the home field. Mostly healthy. I think they I think they win by two scores. And here's what's big. Brian Burns is out. You've got a corner down. I mean, like they're, they're key players. I say this about Carolina. When Carolina looks like a real NFL team, it's on third down on defense. Like, you know, they, they've got some pieces there. But without Brian Burns, 
and you watch him, he wrecks so many things in the run game. The whole thing, I'm watching the uh, the Panthers and the Texans from two weeks ago this week just fucking around. And this guy is screaming up the field. If you want to do something where you got a puller or it's, you know, it's it's a delayed handoff, like this guy's so aggressive. He really does affect the run in the pass. Um, him being off the field matters. So I like the spot because I was kind of playing into the way I figured you'd do this. I thought you'd probably go Bears by seven. But with a little more cushion, I feel okay. Because you never know on Thursday night. Can I? Can yeah. I are, are, we, are we wrapping the first 15? Yeah, here? do you want more? Yeah, yeah just one, one little thing. Well. Oh, there is one one little thing. Um, I guess I'd like to shout out members of the United States Army, the United States Veterans Marine Day. Corps, the United States Navy, the United States Air Force, the United States Coast Guard, and maybe even Merchant the United Marines. States Space Force. Oh, you forgot. If, Salvation Army. If it's real. <laughs> Uh, because today is Veterans Day, and I'd like to celebrate the United States Armed Forces, founded on June 14th, 1775. And speaking of invitations, I would like to cordially invite you up Kilimanjaro, where we take wounded veterans every year uh, to support them and uh, to further their quest for um, you know, endeavors that are bigger than themselves. Yeah. And they're so good at that, making I'd love for you to join us. Right. And I would like to cordially remind you of the uh donation I give annually to the cause <laughs> in support of the veterans. But that's the, good, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, dog. He he got us on the veterans day. Yeah. At the the last play, play number fifteen mm. of the script. We Angle got the route in. for the first down in the red zone. For a touchdown. Oh into the green zone. The yeah, I heard that on the news a lot in Iraq, the green zone. Yeah. They're in the green zone. And we're transitioning to red area as well. Red area. Red zone. Um, okay, so let's get into the previews from here. I got one more thing. Yeah? I read on Twitter today, you remember that girl, Bad Baby, the one who was on Dr. Phil? I do. She's richer than us, Kyle. She made $31 million on OnlyFans. That's in insane. One year. Maybe we should just she, bite the bullet and do it. That's what I'm saying. Like I'll just pour milk all over you and shit. Like no, no, there's people I don't that think are we do it together, like, like uh, the Island Boys. I don't think we go Island I Boys. I think we do it I together. Think we'd be like you know, we make a label and we go separate artists. Let me be your producer for OnlyFans. <laughs> I got a lot of concepts. Okay. okay, we'll talk about it. Well, okay. So the drop your cash tag. The tearing <laughs> today. The tearing today. They love dropping that cash tag. The tearing today, and I think the demo that loves dropping that cash tag, which is a lot of middle-aged women, would be all demo. over your OF. <laughs> all over it. They love you, Kyle. Let us know in the comments. Okay, so anyways, uh, our tearing today is interim head coaches um, that you want to play for. And I got to be honest, I haven't been able to look, uh, but I have a list of interim head coaches since 2000. Uh, you have guys like Mike Tice, Oh, Mike oh, Tice. Mike, Mike Tice like, made oh, my they list. fired the head coach and the new guy might beat me up. You know, like uh, only throwing four verts. Wade <laughs> Wade Phillips, when he replaced Dan Reeves, that had to be a good vibe. Wade Phillips is great. Speaking of the cowboy hat, uh Dick Jerron, there's forgotten interim head coaches like Dick Jerron, Jim Hazlitt. I had Jim Hazlitt. Uh, I've had a few interim head coaches. So I never had any interims. I had plenty of head coaches. Aaron Cromer, your guy, Kyle, was was an interim head coach in 2012. That he's on my list. So okay, good. So if we're doing interim head coaches, I don't know if this is fair, but the top tier for me, if it's not Rich Basaccia, would probably be Dan Campbell. Because if you remember, and a lot of people forget his Miami uh, short stint, where people are like, "Oh, this guy can coach," yep. and then they're like, "Ah, probably not." You know, like, but actually, the guy's a great coach. So let's leave Dan Campbell out of it. I would put Rich up top because that's truly what he's done so far. As will I. And since you took 
uh, rich massage, I'm going to go Antonio Pierce because he lets you smoke blunts in front of the camera. That's great. I like that. I'm going to nominate Bones Fossil. Love that guy, dude. High energy. Love that guy. Kind of looks like me sort of thing. Yep. I'll play Taller. for you. Yeah. Taller? Yeah. Wow. He's pretty tall. Okay. Uh, Bones okay. is great. Bones is the man. Okay, middle tier. Who are we going with? Wayne Fonts. Wayne Fonts' legendary career started as an interim, and the uh, the Lions on the side of their jerseys has WCF. And you might think William Clay Ford. Uh, I like to thank Wayne C. Fonts. You know, I want to throw uh, Greg Williams' name in the hat here because he had a short stint in 2018 <laughs> yeah. with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Lions, he coached Barry Sanders. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Wayne Fonts. Wayne Fonts is the best. Yeah. I don't know. Wayne Fonts. I'm about I'll show you my, a picture. You'll love, my, you'll love Wayne Fonts. Mendoza line is like Dick Vermeil. Like, <laughs> just look at Wayne Fonts. You'll like him. If it's not the big tuna or Dick Vermeil, then I don't He's basically know. the big tuna. He was Detroit's big tuna. You don't know <laughs> okay, that guy? I do like him. Yeah. And the bottom tier is, and I don't know how I feel about this. You ever wonder if Jeff Saturday hates everybody that said anything bad about him last year? Because we said some bad things last year. But it was about Jeff Saturday, the head coach, who just shot out of a, a cannon and landed uh, at the facility in Indianapolis. Like, they shot him out of a cannon at a high school game, and he landed uh running an nfl team and i think a lot of people were up in arms about that and it turned out to be it's true it's hard to coach in the nfl if you have no background and so uh, i would probably put my bottom tier jeff saturday my middle tier was aaron cromer two and four with the saints in 2012 drafted me in 2013 that's pretty good so you gotta suck to do some special you gotta, shit, you gotta you know do you gotta <laughs> suck to get the big dogs in the building yeah. my low tier respectfully is uh this year's nfl coach of the year todd bowles okay good he might come up again in this okay. podcast best right. interview is todd bowles Game day is the perfect pizza day. So make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Order online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. To have your NFL game day covered, choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. It's a pizza pizza win. And speaking of winning, Everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, order your Little Caesars, and enjoy during the games. Whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment, an ice-cold Miller Lite. Whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home or the bar, Miller Lite is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. No matter what team you're rooting for, there's one thing we can all agree on. Football brings us together. A connection like that deserves to be celebrated, and Miller Lite wants you to celebrate with me during the NFL Conference Championships in January. Right now, Miller Lite is giving you the chance to win a trip for two to come hang out in the Green Light Studio. You'll fly out to Charlottesville, Virginia, and tune into the NFL Conference Championships with me and the Green Light crew. Then you'll sit in on a live Greenlight podcast session. Just go to MillerLight.com slash sweeps to enter. From kickoff till the final whistle, you can't go wrong with the Miller Light in your hand. Celebrate Miller time with the Greenlight podcast. Go to MillerLight.com slash sweeps to enter for your chance to win. No purchase necessary. Starts 11-6-23 and ends 12-4-23 at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. Must be a legal resident of one of the 50 U.S. states or Washington, D.C., 
21 years of age or older, void where prohibited. See official rules at www.millerlight.com slash greenlightsweeps for entry, instructions, odds, prizes, and restrictions. Uh, okay, so the previews, man. Let's start with San Francisco-Jacksonville because I think it's a really interesting game. I don't know who gave it out as a lock, uh, but I Steve love it. and I did. Yeah, yeah, I love it. You gave it out. You gave out San Francisco. He gave out Jacksonville. Niners have lost three in a row. Jacksonville has won five in a row. Here's what I like for, for San Francisco. I think you've already heard Debo's going to come back. I think that's probably already out. The big question is Trent Williams getting back because I think for San Francisco, you can see the effect of Debo being out in the passing game. Uh, I think like week seven to eight, you could see Purdy throwing a lot of picks, especially in the middle of the field. And they're going to see cover three this week. These these are areas of the field versus that coverage that Debo is going to be able to help out a lot with. And so I think having Debo back in the game would be huge in the past game. But you know, as well as I do, Kyle, everything comes off the run game for them. And they ran less outside zone without Trent Williams. Everything comes off of their ability to stretch the field horizontally with that run game behind Trent Williams. So if you can get him back, uh, you know, weeks one through six, they're number one in run attempts. Weeks seven through eight, they're bottom 10. And part of that is the game script in those games. But part of it is definitely Trent Williams. And like I said, it all comes off of the play action pass, you know, moving people horizontally, being able to hit the second level, occupying linebackers eyes, Jacksonville bottom 10 in that area. So there are opportunities for San Francisco against Jacksonville. Two things I'm looking at, obviously it's a long flight. So if you're coming back off of something, that's going to flare up on that flight. When you get there, you're going to try to get as loose as you can. But you talked about Trent and the run game. And I was talking to dad on the phone yesterday and we were just going through our week of prep. And he was like, you know, what do you see if Trent's back, if Trent's not back? And I said, look, the reason he's so valuable uh, in that running game is he's two different players for you in the run game. One, he's a front side, tip of the spear kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you want to stretch teams horizontally. Not only is he able to move, get his hands under guys and stretch them horizontally, he's gaining two, three uh, feet off the line of scrimmage. Yep. So like he's he's putting a dent in the defensive line and Horizontal he's and vertical. You. So Thanks. that running back who's pressing front side can leverage the linebacker over the top, gives him more space to leverage the linebacker, and then cut it back behind the center, uh, underneath the backside B block, which is the right yeah. guard and the right tackle. So that's one player that Trent Williams is. The other guy he is on the backside. Which is really important. And that's, I always say the backside is the front side in these run plays. So yeah. if we call inside zone to the right and I'm the left tackle, I know that if I dominate my block, whether it's a double team with the left guard or it's a solo block on the guy on the backside, or it's climbing to the linebacker, Trent excels in all of those situations. And they all set up what, Chris? The play action. The play action pass. Getting on guys early, killing the rush, allowing Brock to throw unabated. That's where the success of this offense comes. Dude, and here's the thing. You talk about the backside. I'll watch teams that are struggling in the run game. I'm going to talk about the Chargers in a second and their struggles. A lot of times, you know, you've sat in meetings where they're like, if we just get this one more guy blocked, we are out the gate. And a lot of times it is that backside defender or that backside three. And there's nobody more athletic and better on the backside outside of maybe Lane Johnson. And savvy. When it comes to savvy, getting that guy blocked or getting that guy down uh, so that you have a pile of bodies on the backside. You know, you even have to worry about it. So I think that's the big key is like, is Trent going to be up? Can you, can you cash in and play action? Can your run game look like it looked like before he got hurt? And for Jacksonville offensively, obviously everybody wants to see Chase Young. I cannot wait to see this rush unit with Chase Young. I, I've given him his props. I think he's been a lot better 
Um, I think maybe this is his best year. He got a lot of credit for his rookie year, but this is his best year as far as consistently winning rushes. And for Steve Wilkes, does that mean that you're going to blitz less? People complain about his play calling. Sometimes he's handcuffed because the pass rush isn't getting there. And you talked about Nick Bosa's comments this week. I can remember where we just rush. And I think for a four-man rush unit, it can be frustrating to hear a blitz called because you don't have the same freedom in your rush lanes and that sort of thing. So I want to see how it affects Steve Wilkes. Um, you know, like Jacksonville, the, the question for me is they're not going to be able to get much going in the run game if you look at these two teams uh, stacked up. Can you make them one-dimensional for San Francisco? You like the matchups of, of Bosa and Harrison. You want to see Chase Young Warner, uh, against Cam Robinson or whoever's playing tackle. But the question for me is, Trevor Lawrence versus cover three, not great, right? Uh, he's going to get the ball out quick. He's going to hit the quick outs. I've watched his cover three cut up. He likes to dump the ball down to ETN in the middle of the field, right, right five yards, kind of sit there, and that's his like answer for cover three if he doesn't like what he's getting. Um, those linebackers are going to make that really hard. And then the last thing for me is Calvin Ridley. I would move him around. You know, they've had 414 snaps outside. When he was in Atlanta, he took a lot of snaps inside, and he was really good there. Can they move him inside for more than 61 snaps the back half of the season? Because you can get some really good matchups on guys like Lenore and Oliver. So that's the big question. Can San Francisco make them one-dimensional? And if they do, does Jacksonville have an answer to get the matchups they want? Trevor Lawrence, not great against pressure, bottom third, make the dump downs more difficult. I like San Francisco in this game. I think this is a great opportunity for Lenore. You mentioned his name. These yeah. young guys are going to try to step up and make big plays. They know Jacksonville's hot. People are saying Jacksonville's the guy right now. Yeah. Um, San Francisco's like, don't forget, we are the guy. And they're getting their guys back. This is that spot, yeah. right, where you buy them low and you figure, hey, off a buy, maybe Shanahan will be better. And a reminder that Washington has gotten – two third-rounders and a fifth-rounder in total in exchange for Trent Williams and Chase Young. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not great. Trent has yet to practice this week. It's not great, but they made up for it with Montez Sweat That's a right. little bit. That's right. So Detroit and L.A., I think this is a really interesting game because the two teams go in different places, it seems like, possibly two ships passing in the night, but they both have favorable schedules down the stretch especially Detroit, if you're trying to catch the Eagles and host uh, you know, playoff games throughout the playoffs at Ford Field. You haven't had a playoff game in fucking 20 years in that building since it's existed. Every January, it's just empty. They're doing like monster truck rallies. <laughs> they want to hold some football games. And I think to do that, you look at two times Bears, two times Vikings, one time Packers, one time Broncos, Saints, and Dallas. That's who they have remaining. If you look at the Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks, Giants, Cards, Giants. <laughs> So if the Eagles stumble, they could get going. And I'm not saying they're a better team, but if they get home field advantage, that's a great equalizer. Where's and that so Dallas game for Detroit? The Dallas game for Detroit is, I think, in Dallas. Detroit's offense. At do, Dallas. Do you get Montgomery back? You're going to get Ragnow back. You probably get Jonah Jackson back. And you need these guys up front because all 40 snaps, Bosa, Thule, and Mack, when they're on the field together, they have 10 sacks for 40 snaps. They're batting 250 on getting the quarterback down when they're on the field together. And I love Thule because he adds an element of a guy inside who can string out plays. When you got two pass Gamey. rushers on the, on the, and they run good games, but two pass rushers on the edge who are power guys and disrupt the pocket, you don't have to worry about it as much. This guy can string out a Zach Wilson or a panicking Jared Goff. So I love this, this unit, the way it's, it's rounding into form. We talk about since Joey had 40 snaps a game, 
their pressure rates way up. And he's the one that really frustrates people is that third party there because you know what you're going to get in prep with those rush outside linebackers. You're going to have a tall task at tackle, but then you've got the entire unit having to have their antennae up for this guy inside because he's going to run the TT, the NT, the ET. He yes. can go from anywhere. He can score from anywhere. They run a lot of games, so you're going to need your savvy veterans. You're going to need your guys inside. When Jared Goff threw that pick six last week, it was inside pressure. It was an awful pick six. He saw the pressure, and he just dumped it. And, you know, like that was what kept Vegas in the game. So more than anything, as a segue, Detroit needs to be better in the red zone. They came out of that game last week, and it probably felt like a loss. Montgomery, you said it. Montgomery. Montgomery is such a big identity piece for that offense. You don't even have to block motherfuckers. He's going to get three to five. Living rooms. He runs so hard. He runs so hard. For for 80 yards of the field, they dominated the run game. And then when they got in the red zone, they had a hard time. They Gibbs got a bounce player too. Gibbs broke some tackles, but you need a knife guy. You've, that's your knife guy. That's your knife guy. So you have to get better in the red zone. Uh I love the Gibbs matchup against the LA uh, Chargers backers. The play action advantage you have. There's going to be a flooding of zones, people running through zones, playing the high low game in the middle of the field. I like the matchup here. And on the other side of the ball, I really do. I'm not trying to to stick with the take that the Chargers might be cooked because I picked them to win the division, which was stupid as fuck. I'll put them in the Super Bowl. You put them in the Super Bowl. We're dummies. They fool us every year. But just like the Bengals the other way. But for the Chargers, no Williams. That's been a long time. Palmer's new to IR. Uh, It's just too much on Justin Herbert. And a lot of these stats I'm going to give you are from a Daniel Popper article in The Athletic. But this Chargers run game is atrocious. Um, It really is. I went through the whole tape. Since the Miami game, they have not been able to run the football. And part of that is because Eckler's been out. But even with him back, it just doesn't look the same. Okay? For a team that couldn't put Jacksonville away in the playoffs up four scores, you'd think they get this short up. But up front is a disaster. You move Zion to the other side, a guard. That's a tough ask. You know, he might really like that other side. Then you've got Will Clapp, everybody's favorite meme in there at center. But he's like... Six five, he can't tiptoe up to the second level. Sawyer, he's a big man. You can't get him out on the edge. So their personnel just doesn't really fit what they're trying to do. And when I watched the Bears game, they couldn't put that game away either. 15 rushes, 25 yards in the second half. Six went for zero or negatives. Worst rushing success rate in the NFL. And this was starting to be a problem for Kellen Moore in Dallas with a lead last year. Uh, Their success rate up a touchdown or more in the second half, 24%. And this year, they're 15% in the second half. They were never lower than 40% Yikes. in general with Lombardi. And I think the personnel's tough. We talk about the offensive line. But they run a lot of two and three tight end sets, Kyle. And I think it's partially because they've got receivers hurt. They want to get the run game going. But these tight ends don't scare anybody in the passing game. you got to spread these fuckers out. you got Justin Herbert. Threaten these guys from every inch of the football field. If you got a guy who can throw it there, make sure you have guys like options there. They're, it they're, makes the running game easier. You don't the, want to load They're just running into boxes. heavy boxes. Yeah. You don't want to do that. They're running into heavy boxes. You you throw these tight ends up. Other teams are like, they don't scare me. We're just going to knife in there and make plays in the run game. And they're the worst in the league in 13 run game. They're bottom 10 and 12. Um, I would say, hey, Quentin Johnson's the guy you've started to use, right? He's a big cat. Maybe reduce him and build big wings with him. If he can block a little bit, block second level guys, give some 12 looks with a guy reduced who kind of looks like a tight end. You see the picture um, of Keenan Allen's uh, shoulder? Nah. Did you guys see that? He had an, I guess he had a really bad AC injury in 2013, and he never got it fixed because he's just been So is it just like down? Then. He's got a right 
he's got a pyramid coming out of his right elbow or right shoulder it just comes up five inches like yeah dude it's it's ridiculous that's wild wow Jeez. yikes yeah it's like a knob he caught a ball the other night and it was like for, for his for his ten thousand. yeah or something? He, he caught yeah. the ball he yeah. caught the ball did like a bear like a somersault and then he got up and he said i do this shit i was like <laughs> yes you do Keep yes it. you do bro you do be i remember when shit. he came in and visited the rams and we were all playing madden in there in the, the players lounge which was dog shit in st louis and he was getting a coffee and we were just like hey what's your name the whole thing uh, at that point, there were injuries that made you think maybe he wouldn't be able to to have the career that he's had. And hats off to that dude. We I take mean, visits together. He's a good guy. Him and Mike Evans are two guys that I just respect so much. As big, big body, 50-50 ball kind of guys that keep they put their head down. They work. They're physical. They're good teammates. I got a lot of respect for him. Johnson's playing well. <laughs> Sitting there in the draft, Laporta, Kincaid, Mayer. They passed on all of the tight ends to take Quinn Johnston. Detroit, almost 400 yards offense this year, second in the league, and they're giving up fifth fewest. Detroit favored by three points. In I like game. Detroit here. So, you know, I got it at one. Uh, if, if, you're, if you see me on Sunday tweeting about a cover and you're like, yeah, but they won by two, uh, that's what the, why the, the early bird gets the worm. Can so. I just tell you I really enjoyed the Laporta interview? He was great. Yeah. Was Love good. that guy. Good stuff. Love that guy. St. Louis kid. He's basically. got a future in uh, camera TV, in something. entertainment. In camera stuff. Yeah, he's good. Cincinnati's five and three. They're hosting the Houston Texans at four and four. Bengals are seven point favorite. CJ Stroud on pace for 4,823 yards passing. For comparison's sake, Peyton Manning threw for 37 39 in his rookie year. It's such an Did interesting Did he lead the NFL in picks too that year? That was a bad year. It's such an interesting game, though, because you know, you had Chase with a back. Now I don't think he I don't think he's gonna be down, but like when you hear that T. Higgins comes up with a hamstring. Uh, on a Wednesday, that's not good. Like it's not coming out of the game. He did something to his hamstring on Wednesday. We'll we'll continue to monitor that. But like, if you're Houston and you've got Chase and Boyd up, that changes things a little bit defensively for you. You could do the thing where you try to take Chase away. Don't put your best cover guy on him, but two put two guys on him, and then your best cover guy. If you get Stingley back, you put him on Boyd and just try to erase Boyd. You got to watch over the tight ends. They had a really good good game last week with the tight ends. Uh, I think for Houston, yeah, you got to score with them, but at some point you're going to have to be physical offensively with this team. You can't go to Cincinnati on the road in November and win a football game without being physical. And the run game hasn't been great. I would continue to try to get Tank Dell involved in that situation. You see him catching jet sweeps and end arounds and that sort of thing. I've seen him in split backs in the backfield, get creative, try to manufacture a run game. It's kind of curious to me because that offensive coordinator has done such a great job Kyle, but they haven't been able to cash in on Damian Pierce and an offensive line that's gotten healthy. So as great as they've been, the run game is a concern. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting game. Potential wild card implications if Bengals don't win the the division. And you got to pissed off Joe Burrow because he got he got named the number five sexiest man alive behind Braxton Berrios, hmm. who I didn't even know was hot. Braxton Berrios, he's doing pretty well for himself. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm not as plugged Kate, in. As my you. wife showed me that. Oh, really? Yeah. She's into the whole. You know, which influences are with which players. Kelsey's one and two, uh, sexiest. The Kelsey's. Yeah. Who got one? Uh, Travis, which is a travesty. But I mean, like, anyways, the huge thing is going to be the health of those wide receivers. Stingley, do you get him back? Look, you talked about their ability to throw the football, their ability to protect, and Tump's been great and allowed them to do a lot. 
protection standpoint on their offensive line. And I'm going to be highlighting uh, this heavyweight matchup, which is Lou Anarumo's defense uh, and their ability to disguise with their linebackers, Logan Wilson in particular. He's great. Um, playing traffic cop in the middle. And there's a couple of these guys across the league that we really like in the pass game. And mm -hmm. they're just menaces. They're all over the field. Brat. Um, and, and they're they're on teams everywhere, but the matchup this week is Wilson against Stroud. I can't wait to watch it. Um, you talked about some of the gadget plays with Tank Dell. I said just keep Tank Dell on the outside, motion him, find out what they're going to do uh, from a coverage standpoint, and take shots to your guy that's been confident in you and you and him. But, yeah, the matchup's going to be all about can C.J. Stroud find a way to see through the disguises that Anaruma puts on the field. But for that offensive line, some guys can protect really well. Some guys can't block in the run really well. Some of our favorite offensive linemen can do both very well. Yeah. So when you're watching the Texans, it's a group that protects well because Tunsil, their left tackle, can block his fucking nuts He can erase off people. One-on-one. -on -one. He can run guys by every play at will, which lets that four-man core, the rest of the group, be able to work things out amongst themselves. And last week, C.J. Stroud had 3-3 three, three to throw. I mean, that's a lot of fucking time. The O-line played well. Um, but again, 23 guys on the injury report on Wednesday. That's a lot. This is Stroud's toughest road test, and I, they haven't exactly lit the scoreboard up on the road this year outside of that Jacksonville game, uh, which I don't want to look at like an anomaly because they've done that at other points, but I don't think they scored 20 on the road any other time. So this is going to be a game where 20 is not going to cut it. You got to score with this team, and then you got to take the ball away. And like Will Anderson's got two sacks on the year. We're not, I don't make a big deal about rookie sack numbers for defensive linemen especially because coming in, I didn't think Will Anderson was going to be this elite, like, 10-sack guy. What he is football is he's player. a really good football player who can do everything. And I saw some power rushes last week that are encouraging. So he's going to work that power game this week. Joe Burrow likes a, a Tom Brady-like pocket. You know, like, the big key with Joe Burrow is if you're playing Joe Burrow or Tom Brady, you have to reset the line of scrimmage the way you talk about it in the Don't run give game. Don't him a pocket. In the middle, you know. And I think power rushing works well against a guy like Joe Burrow, if you can get him to pat the ball a little bit, Grenard and him have to win. It's not cutting time for this team. You want to be a playoff team, you got to have rushers that get home, and these guys got to turn some of these pressures into sacks. Deshaun Watson is 0-3 in division games on the road since his Browns career began in December. Cleveland 5-3 at Baltimore 7-2. Ravens favored by six points. It's too many points, Chris. It's a lot of points. And, you know, like I think people are going to look at that first matchup and say, hey, you know, they blew them out in Cleveland. I have re reason to believe this is going to be a closer game. But if you're Cleveland, this is what it comes down to. Deshaun Watson, everything he's done before this point is irrelevant. Okay, you're back. You're healthy-ish. Uh, it is time to win a big game. It is time to beat a team in the AFC North that looks like the class of the NFL in the Ravens. you got a number one defense. Uh, statistically, and uh, a, a team that kicked your ass like a month ago. So this is an opportunity. There's no excuse. The they're run, in a better place now. They're in a better place now. The run game has been humming, even without Chubb. I mean, humming's aggressive, but it, it's there. The defense is held up there under the bargain. It's time. And, you know, for that defense, look at Seattle last week for the Ravens. Who's got better wide receivers, Cleveland or Seattle? Mm, Seattle. Seattle. Okay, who's got a better quarterback? Who do you trust more right now at this stage in their yeah, career? Yeah, Seattle, Seattle. Push. Okay. So push. this is there this, is no push. This is going to be a big challenge for the Cleveland yeah. offense. I mean, teams are coming into Baltimore and getting their asses kicked. It's like a house of horrors. And that's what you got to do. And it makes it scary in the AFC if you think, what does this team look like if they get home field advantage? 
because if a big physical team hosts you in January, it's like the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Like that is, that is a nightmare for teams having to come into that place. And Wills is down, Dewan Jones is on the injury report. If those guys are both down, Baltimore's got to cash in. You guys in. think it's too many points. I think it's not enough points. I didn't say it's too many points. I, I said people are going to think it's too many points because of the last – because that you could think about this two ways. Oh, it's going to be the same. Or, hey, gambling 101, you know, like the public's going to be on, on Baltimore because – There's of, one guy they got to slow down for Cleveland, number 95. Yeah. It's the only guy you got to worry about. Yep. The rest of your matchups favor or favor – you guys and Lamar is the guy that pushes any stalemate towards you. So I think it's not even going to be close. The Ravens are humming right now. Kyle on paper, it looks that way, but this is a weird league. And you know, like for the Ravens, you got to start getting Odell going. That'd be one thing like last week. I thought Odell was pressing. Like, you know, you can see him on the sideline. He's frustrated. I've been there where you want to get, you know, for a defensive end, you want to get your sacks, you want to get your snaps, like whatever. Odell wants to get his touches. Just ask Pickens. He wants to justify. Yeah, we'll talk about George in a second. But we, he wants to justify being paid $18 million. Like, that means something to him. I know he's a player with pride and that cares a lot about the product he puts on the field. He's just got to be patient. You know, you catch a ball. You can't have it out here trying to make a play last week that ends up in a fumble. For the Ravens, the thing that sinks them is second quarter turnovers, okay, if anything. And I had Nolan look this up last week as as those turnovers happened in the second quarter of last week's game. They didn't need uh, the possessions. They just threw them away, and they still blew those guys out, Kyle. But in the second quarter games, they've turned the ball over seven times. In all the other quarters, it's two, two, and two. So there is something going on before they get to the half where either they're they're not disciplined or they're losing focus and they're letting games uh, extend longer than they should. And that's gonna hurt you when you play a team that's worse than you. It's also gonna hurt, hurt you when you play good teams in your division, so you gotta cut that out. But you're healthier now, your run game's in a better place. You got Mitchell last week, who really came on. Having that third, third back in the backfield's great, especially against a physical team like this. I do like the Ravens, I won't bet it. You're not betting this. I'm not betting this. It's one game. You this, know, it's one game. This might be my tattoo lock of the Dog. week. Tattoo permanent bet. Deshaun, Deshaun has started four games this season. Cleveland's 3-1. and one. They're outscoring opponents 73-29. to 29. Y'all are talking about the first meeting. That was DTR. Yep. Cleveland wins the game. Cleveland wins the game. I like the over here. I thought we liked the under. I don't like the Cleveland under. Cleveland wins okay. the game. Cleveland if I had, the game. If I had to, like, because it just. You want to put money on that? Yeah. It's How much? 100 bucks. 200 bucks. Ooh. 250. 300 bucks. <laughs> 300 bucks. Money line. Whoa, hold on a minute, player. <laughs> Money line? I know I just said Cleveland wins the game. Uh, hold on. Why don't you give me a few points no, here? No, we just shook on 300. <laughs> that's that is kind of how it works. <laughs> I, just say I wanted to be no, no, no. <laughs> Everything that y'all are saying is right and fair, but I wasn't thinking money line when I, when I was shaking <laughs> your hand. You said that... The the Browns will win the game. Can I cash out at like Except 70 bucks? Yeah. <laughs> so you just pay me 70 now? Yeah. Okay. Great. And then we'll bet 100 on the spread. You guys can work I'm this gonna out. I'm going to pay you 70 this is good. right no, now. I understand how this works. That's not <laughs> happening. We shook. I look forward to the game. Wow. That's tough stuff. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I've seen the real estate market right now. Here. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Hey, we're moving to the mid-tier. Mid-tier. You got three minutes of game here. We, it'd be great to be done through. I forgot we had a on. timer. I'm we got a timer. Up. Hey, we were pretty good on the, yeah. the five-minute timer on the, the marquee games. 
the Good. Washington team is in Seattle. Oh, buddy. You want to talk about rolling momentum on top of momentum. You watch that Seahawks defense. You watch Washington's quarterback. I fucking love it. Magic Johnson says they're mixing it up, the run and the pass. Mm-hmm. You know, they could just they fucking pass with this guy, Sam Howell, because he is the guy in Washington. Talked about him not throwing the ball early enough, taking a lot of sacks. It looks a little bit better now. It feels like he's getting more comfortable seeing the field easier. I look forward to Washington, Seattle. Past two weeks, sacked just four times. Yeah, things have changed a little bit, but this is his toughest road test. He said earlier this week, hey, Lane Stadium's louder than than the NFL. Well, he hasn't played uh, up there in Seattle with those caffeinated hipsters going off. The 12s, dude, they're going to go nuts. It's a loud place. It's hard to hear yourself think. And the protection is going to be uh, an issue at times. I think like, hey, Kyle, you play with both tackles. I think the key to this game for Seattle is this guy, Mafe, yeah. making making waves, being a terror out there. Who do you think he matches up better with considering he's like a Cliff Averill type guy? Well, look, I'm going to set the stage here for the matchup. You're on mm-hmm. the road. What do you want as an offensive line coach if you're going on the road? You want two tackles with experience. Andrew Wiley's won a Super Bowl. Charles Leno, a guy who's been everywhere, done everything except for win a Super Bowl. Um, I think when you're going against Leno, Leno knows exactly what you're trying to what you're trying to do, and he will morph his game week in He's week crafty. out to try to match favorably with what you're doing. I'm talking one step drops, quick sets chase down technique, play action stuff. He's incredible with his hand. So if you're going against Leno, you're going to want to work that outside hand. He's incredible with his outside hand. Always has been. Has really good feet, which save him. But the hand, if you can get that outside hand, it's tough sledding for any offensive lineman. For Wiley, he's really aggressive. I love his game plan. I feel like when we would sit and film. He tries to bring the fight to the When we would sit and film together in Kansas City, usually I'd look at a guy and be like, this is what I think that you should try to do. I would never have anything for him because he would do things exactly as I would try to do. Get your hands on guys. Guard stuff. Early as possible mm-hmm. in the down. He's a guy that's played guard. He's played tackle yeah. in Kansas City. Did it all. Yeah. So for Mafe, just, you know, he's going to be bringing the fight to Mafe, and I look for him to be uh, less affected by that crowd noise than you would imagine. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting uh, with Sam and his clock. It has bounced around. Like you talk about the first Eagles game, he's holding the ball almost three seconds, then he's 2-4 something. So how quickly can you, can you get the ball out of his hands? And then I think uh, for Seattle, I'll say this until they start doing it. If you can't cash in in the red zone, if you're not good on third down, you are not going to win games down the stretch in the NFL. If your run defense plays like it played last week, mm. you are not going to win games in the NFL. And I fully expect Seattle to come out like a bunch of pissed off, caged animals, man, because that week of low lights that they probably saw in their meeting room, Oof. I've been in defensive meeting rooms like that. Teams come out hot, especially at home. And my last question for you before we move to the next game, Kyle, Sam Howell's going to have his, oh shit, this is the NFL moment. Uh, it's November, it's Seattle. What was your oh shit NFL moment on the road? Well, I had plenty of oh shit moments, whether it was at home or on the road. But my first, this is the NFL moment was, I remember being, it was on the two yard line. This was in 2013, Monday night football. We were at the then named Heinz Field playing against Kiesel and Paul Malu. All the guys you watch. And I remember I'm down in my stance. We're about to run the ball right off my left ass cheek inside, you know, duo on the, you know, inside low red. And, Palomar was at six yards. He comes flying down to go blitz, and we went hard count. And his hair, he stopped, and his hair swung and almost touched my face, and it came back. 
I remember it was like one of those like wrinkle in time moments. The play happened. I mauled everybody in front of me, got up off the ground. He was in my face. You know, he happened to be there. He wasn't talking yeah. shit. I said, I thought you were coming. He goes, me too. <laughs> That's good. That That's awesome. We all have those moments. Mine, Kiesel, Mine was probably Kiesel pushed forgetting. me over a pile, yeah. and I was like, you fucking asshole. He goes, yep. <laughs> my, my, mine was missing a peel in the red zone on a key possession down mm. in Atlanta. It was so fucking loud, and I came off the field to Rick Venturi just calling me a fucking asshole, just walking away from me, calling me an asshole. He never liked me since. Then he got fired. I, I don't think he likes me to this day, but there mm. is that moment for every rookie where the where it's just like, wow. I mean, like this is a different game. And it's a different game on the road. And for a quarterback, I can't imagine the pressure he's going to feel up there. This is going to be a big test. My oh shit NFL moment was sitting in the wrong section at NRG Stadium for the entire first half of the, oh, the 28 to 3 Super Bowl. I forgot Bowl. my ticket to that game. Remember yeah, that? It's something in the air. It's a disaster. That was good. Uh, Washington has yet to beat a team with a winning record. Atlanta's at Arizona. Atlanta, four and five, favored by a point and a half. Arizona is one and eight. And they mustered 58 total yards against the Cleveland. Come on, Cardinals. Let's By the go. way, while we're here, I like Seattle money line. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Like He's just giving Thank out you money for stating line, the, the terms, though, yeah. ahead of the handshake. Atlanta, Arizona. What are we doing with Kyler Murray? I don't know, but if you look at like the time to get him back this week, you get the Falcons defense. We saw them last week. Cardinals, Rams, before you see a ferocious D-line. Uh, this is a nice stretch to get Kyler back in it. I don't know if they're trying to drive up his trade value. I don't know if they want to keep him, but supposedly he's looked good in practice. I just think it's crazy. Coming off an ACL is one thing, but being a quarterback midseason, just dropping in with no training camp, nothing. A quarterback of his style as well. Who's What's he going to look like? Move around a lot. How's he going to feel? The ground, yeah. How confident is he going to be? There's a lot there. You know, James Conner's off IR, so he's practicing. You might see him. <laughs> Uh, but I think this is going to be really interesting. I had the over at 41. It's ballooned up a little bit. It's a back against the wall game for the Atlanta defense. The same, we, the same way we just talked about Seattle. That was hideous what they let Josh Dobbs do to them. I talked about that back-breaking conversion. Mm. You're getting ready to play a, a scrambling quarterback. Last week you played, you know, a guy that can run around. You know, like that that was willing to run around. And I think like a if you, scientist, a scientist that could run a five flat. Mm -hmm. You know, this guy is a fucking gamer that With can run a four dynamics. Yeah. And he's this tall. So you got to watch out back against the wall game for Atlanta. Um, you know, and for Atlanta. Jaron Hall had them down there ready to score, you know, like he pumped Okuda out of his shoes and they hit the deep ball. And then at the goal line, Okuda, as we said, earlier this week, introduced him to Joseph Smith for a moment. And Okuda just lights him up in the goal line and the whole game changes after that. So we can talk about the defense all you want. Heineke's got to throw the ball to his team. Heineke's got to beat the guy that we've been talking about. You got him stashed. It's time to have, have a quarterback with the upside that doesn't turn the ball over. And he was spraying the ball last week. It is an upgrade over Ritter, but they can be better. I want to see Heineke be better. You know, they laughed at me in here last week when I said Minnesota was going to beat Atlanta. Well, I knew he'd say that, but he also thought Jaron Hall was going to beat the Falcons. And a lot happened there, didn't it? A lot happened. New Orleans and Minnesota are both five and four. New Orleans and Minnesota, five and four. Saints um, are three-point favorites on the road. And if you're the Saints, you cannot afford – I mean, the Saints had the Chicago Bears shrink-wrapped and ready to send to market a couple days ago. Yeah. 
and they kept him in the game. They kept him in the game. You know what I mean? Like, if if you're playing somebody not named the Chicago Bears, you need to be able to put them away. And if you're playing the Vikings, it's an opportunity. You have a better offense. You have you have the weapons on the field that can win you football games, be explosive. The defense was playing really well early on this season. Need to see them step up against the Vikings. You can't give a team like that life. This is the ultimate Josh Dobbs. Like, it's either going to be Josh Dobbs is a hero or Josh Dobbs just looks awful this weekend. There's no in between. I I really feel like either this is going to be Lynn Sanity or we're going to be like, ah, what the fuck? Um, And for me as a gambler, I have the uh, Minnesota under win total at eight and a half. And this Josh Dobbs thing, I want to enjoy it. So what do I do? You know, like, I want to be able to root for Minnesota. What the fuck do I do, guys? Do I just put Minnesota in a bunch of big teasers? Yeah. Okay. Go to Minnesota till you're. You just take your medicine. Well, no, I'm not going to take my medicine. It doesn't taste good to not be able to root for Josh Dobbs. I think the big key to this game, uh, and and one more thing on Josh Dobbs. What a business we we were in, Kyle. Where I don't know how many professions, and there are a few, where you can meet somebody for the first time and say, "I have to trust you today." Like with everything, I have to trust you. Substitute and then, teacher. And then, and then three hours later. Real estate's like the biggest investment. Bus driver, right. school bus driver. Yeah. But three hours later, and maybe it is real estate. Three hours later, it's like, I just met you, but I love you. Air traffic controller. And, and <laughs> they don't get the same, uh, you know, like that same warm welcome. The air traffic controller doesn't get to walk into a locker room after. You're right. But it's just such a, it's such a cool thing when it comes to the NFL. Like we, you and I have suited up with a bunch of guys that we just met and we're brothers and today. we become brothers you know uh over the course of a game or a season i remember so. mitch unrine was a d lineman who came to us we were in seattle playing and i remember he's from wyoming so he yeah. was living in wyoming got signed met us at the hotel in seattle we rode the bus together to the walkthrough the mm-hmm. day before and he i was going against him the whole practice and by the end of it he had hand swiped me a dozen times and i was pissed about it and i was like look we're either gonna fucking hate each other or be like best buds mm-hmm. still buddies with mitch on run this fucking league and you just it's crazy this league i mean yeah. like people just show up on wednesday and you got to de- de- depend on them. they show up on friday but i think the key to this game is actually going to be on the other side of the ball i think kevin o'connell's a great coach when looking at that tape being able to get not only jaron hall ready to play and look 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 like a decent quarterback at times but to get Josh Dobbs to just know the offense and go through it. The other side of the ball, Carr against the Blitz, okay? When he got heated up a lot against Tampa Bay, 36% of the snaps, he was, uh, he was. they lost 26-9, he was 23 for 37 for a whopping 127 yards. Mm. We know Derek Carr doesn't like the Blitz. We know Derek Carr doesn't like pressure. Brian Flores is great at this. Uh, Camara against like, Josh Metellus, if if they're playing man, that's going to be a huge matchup. So, you know, like that's it for me. And Daniil Hunter, who nobody talks about. I mean, he's he's got 81 sacks in his career. He's damn near leading the league right now. There's going to be a fish out there for New Orleans. There's been a fish out there every week mm-hmm. of the season so far. So how 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 can you cover the the stench of that fish? Uh, can can Carmichael figure out a way to get him blocked? I don't talk about fish. I just don't. I don't think they exist. Yeah. Oh, linemen that can't make blocks. I just don't think they exist. Interestingly, <laughs> y'all There's two, plenty of fish, Kyle. Yeah. Y'all two became brothers the day Kyle was born. Yeah. He and just he showed said, up. And you said, hey there. Yeah, he showed up, and I was like, I guess I got to. Fuck. I'm going to accidentally hit this kid with a baseball that bat happened. one day. Talk about it. It was bad. Yeah. There was so much blood. There was so much blood. But I, I didn't plan to do that. 
Not when Chris was okay. A little backstory: We were living in California. We had a tennis court. Yeah. Chris was hitting rocks somewhere from the tennis court out of the into fence, the woods, and yeah. I was bringing him rocks. At one time, Chris was mid swing. I walked into it, caught me in the head. Thirty six stitches. I'll never forget. And then I played Oregon Trail every day of middle school for the rest of my life. <laughs> but otherwise, it was. It's I'm been still a, in middle school. Otherwise, it's been a really good run for you <laughs> and me. Colts are favored by two over the Patriots in Germany. Yeah, you know what? And I really think. You know, the German fans got an opportunity to see the Dolphins, and the German fans got an opportunity to see the Chiefs. Okay. So we've done that. We did the sexy. They saw World War II last we did week. The They're going to see World War One this week. Trench warfare. <laughs> it's going to be the dark ages. And you know what? It's, it's, you were talking about the end for Bill Belichick and what's it going to be like? You know, who are they? And I really feel like this game is a microcosm of what's happening because they're going to play a Colts team that has to run the football game to win and have to play defense to win. And that's what they're going to do. Yeah. They're going to run the shit out of the ball against the Patriots. If they get out ahead early, it could be a very short game for those German fans. Now, the, 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 the Colts have bled a lot of yardage on defense. I don't know if Mac Jones is going to be able to take advantage with the guys he has outside, which that, 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 that list is dwindling. I think when you look at everything that we've heard this week about this game being Bill Belichick's last stand, so to speak, if you believe that. Do you remember Breaking Bad? Yes. Do you remember how Walter White went out? I thought it was kind of unceremonious, like the season yeah. where he's holed up in the cabin and then he, you know, like he's getting sprayed with automatic gunfire. He's in like, a, uh, you know, like he's back, he's holed up in a garage or something. Like I was kind of like, this isn't how the show is supposed to end. And I feel like it's the same thing with Bill. This isn't how the show is supposed to end. Now, Don Shula, his last game was, I think, a wild card game in 1995. Like when you look at some of these great coaches on this list, they have more graceful e exits a lot of times. Um, for Bill to go out like this, if this is how it happens, I just feel really bad because, you know, whether it's J.C. Jackson not making the trip, the turnovers this yeah, year, the lack of, of sound situational football, the going to Germany and having to – if it's Gardner Minshew that buries you, like this you is You would just, want a gardener to plant you, though. Yeah, that's, that's right. Good, Kyle. This is unceremonious, man, and, and there's no other way around it. He's, he's coached himself in this, in this position – we were talking earlier uh, about like, would he be there? Would he be in this situation if there were a, a GM in house? Because you were saying, oh, they passed up on this guy. Or they passed up on this guy. I still think he can coach. The thing I brought up earlier in this week is if he gets another opportunity after this, if this is truly the end, or if, if Robert says, hey, you got to stick around, uh, but there's some contingencies. I think the contingency is you don't buy the groceries and fix dinner. You just fix dinner. Like we don't need you going to Whole Foods. Just worry about the dinner. How's he going to respond to that? And I, I don't know if he's going to walk off, take his apron off, and say, hey, fuck this shit, I'm out. Um, but I don't think he's going to have a lot of options. If this is this actually, now that you're saying it, is the plot to The Bear, which is a great show that you can watch on Netflix. Hulu. Netflix? What is it? Hulu. The, Hulu. The Bear is about a guy, Michelin star chef. He's like, you know, chef of the year, and he works at this big restaurant, but his brother dies back home, so he has to go back home. Takes over his brother's middling beef restaurant in mm -hmm. Chicago. This is just telling me that Bill Belichick should be the coach of the Chicago Bears. Speaking of beef, did you see the back straps on him walking out of uh, yeah, did. that, that apartment? Mm -hmm. Is that him? It's got to be. Yeah. Which I think is incredible. And it's it's obviously the summertime, so don't, that, don't get it twisted. It's not like he after he lost the commanders, he went to Nantucket and hit one of his honey holes. 
I, I think I Which think it would be I, sweet. I think it was the summer, and I love the fact that this guy is comfortable enough with himself to walk outside with his shirt off, and he should be because he looks fucking tremendous, dude. He looks better with his shirt off than with his shirt on. And I just wanted to tip my cap to him. But another thing in a long line of stuff that I think is just it it sucks that it's going on right now as he gets ready to to make his last stand. And we're on to the low tier. We'll start with Tennessee and Tampa Bay. Mm, this, I love this one. We this have a minute juicy. to break these down. And, and when and when that clock stops, we stop talking about these games. This you got to earn our analysis. I'll watch the clock. Levis okay. watched what CJ did last week. Levis is a fearless quarterback. He can't wait to get out there. He played well against Pittsburgh. I think he's going to play even better against this team. Colin drinking the mayo, although I, I do think this might be a Tampa Bay spot. I think earlier in the week I was thinking it was a variable spot. <sighs> I think it might be a Tampa Bay spot. It's all, it's all about who can take advantage of the matchups outside better. Because in the passing game, I think both teams are going to have opportunities. Whose receivers do you like better? You know, who, Which quarterback do you like better? Levis. But I don't know. Like This is, this is game two. Because I love two. Baker on some days. Keep Kyle, I'm drinking the mayo. Great. I'm drinking I mean, the mayo. I like Will Levis. I'm rooting for him. But this is a, you know, it's early in his career. I think he could be there a long time playing quarterback. But like your third game. You got two games of tape on him. Todd Bowles is going to heat him up. Green Bay's at Pittsburgh. Aaron Jones. Need to have Aaron Jones early and often. Got to start fast if you're Green Bay. That's Otherwise it. you're behind the eight ball. That's it. And they used him more. And you're not built to throw the ball down the field. We've seen that. I just want to say this one thing, and I'm on the under here. But, like, George Pickens is one of my favorite players. Okay? I understand you're frustrated, big fella. You should be. It's malpractice that you're in this offense catching the ball in this situation because I think you could be a Hall of Famer. But play the long Hall game. Hall of Famer. Play, yeah, he's that, he's that talented. But play the long game. Play the long game a little bit. You know, right now, you're not happy with Matt Canada. You're not happy with Kenny Pickett. These aren't going to be the two guys probably your entire career. And this is going to be a blip on the radar screen. So turn this into motivation. You know, I know he had some comments this week. He unfollowed Kenny Pickett, his social media thing. Mm. First off, if you want to get traded in the NFL, agents, you know, like you don't want this attached to your name. Yeah. And, and I also know that he this week was kind of like, hey, I, yeah, I was frustrated. The whole thing, he had conversations with Deontay, he had conversations with Najee. I don't know the whole situation, but I do know from the outside looking in, George Pickens, you're a great player, man. Just put your head down and work. Everybody sees it. Hang in there and don't do it that way. Do it the right way. If you want to get traded next year, make it happen. You can double up on respect earned if you just just put go your in head down. Ball out yeah, be down. the reason that somebody turns on tape and be like, "But this George Pickens guy, holy shit!" You're right. Two that, and seven. Two be. and seven. Giants are at the five and three. Cowboys totals thirty eight and a half. Line is up to seventeen. What I'm are going the, over? You're going over. Yeah, he he likes the Cowboys. I have a hard time believing the Cowboys don't win by 20 points, but I got this is the most interesting question that comes out of this game. Toughest backup QB assignment of the past couple years. We were looking at it. Uh, this has got to be up there. You go, go to Dallas with this offense, DeVito. You know, like, I don't know if uh, when they sign Barkley, he's like, yes, please. Like, they might play Matt Barkley, but he's going to be starting in Jerry's world. And I, I don't know if you remember these, but the Kendall Hinton game against the Saints, that had to be number one, right? You don't even play quarterback. You got to go out there during the pandy because the entire Jimmy room. Jimmy Clausen against the Legion of Boom in Seattle. That's fucking tough, too. And Cliff Avery was like, keep throwing that ball along. Keep throwing that ball. Unbelievable. Like, 
Stop talking to me. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. Uh, but but you, you had the Kendall Hinton game against the Saints, which I think the over hit, and I had the under. It was like 37 or 38, and and the over hit. That's the only reason I remember that game. But then do you remember the 2013 wild card game when Joe Webb had to take the field for the Vikings? He went 11 for 30 against the Packers for 180 yards. Jeez. So being a backup quarterback. That was Clay and Pep and yeah. all those dudes. You know, he's had a couple warm-ups, but it's not going to be like this. This is totally different. Yeah, Jerry's world. That's a spectacle for this guy. Yeah. New York Jets at Las Vegas Raiders. Ugh. I don't know. Can we take the time we went over on the other three games not to talk about this game? Can we just say Max Crosby? He's the game. Max Crosby. Um, I also think this, Huff. Is a, this is a game that the, the Jets should win. Okay? You don't win this game. You got to sit this quarterback. You can't Joe. be out charismaed by the Vegas Raiders every week. Okay, we got to just go play football. All right, we got to take they the, had their week. Take their they charisma won their Super away. Bowl. If you don't win this game and you're the Jets, you absolutely have to find a new quarterback. And you we talked put about this earlier in the week. There, Rogers back there. I don't know if both of you were in here for this, but and maybe we were talking to Steve about it, Kyle. But when you think backup quarterback, you think KG, you think high floor, you think a guy who can play in different offenses. Zach Wilson is a developmental piece with with a high ceiling, but that can't do the easy stuff, yeah, he's right? He's the opposite of a backup because you want the backup to have a high floor. He's got a high ceiling. You want the backup to be a guy who's not going to fuck up the game. How many points does Colt McCoy score a game with this team? It's a 14 good to 17? That'll question. do. That'll do, donkey. If you play for the Chiefs and you give up 20 points a game you might be undefeated exactly so all right that that's our previews for the week fast and furious there uh love it guys uh and now it is time for everybody's favorite segment admin you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you with killer last minute deals all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm on my game time app right now. I'm looking at Virginia Tech tickets. You know, maybe we'll win one of those at some point. And we did it with Bryce Perkins. Anyways, I keep scrolling on the app. I'm going to get tickets to the Commonwealth Cup. Game time makes it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, even last-minute deals. I know because I always wait till the last minute. You can preview the views from all your seats in the venue and game time's lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, protects my tickets. That's what I need. Game time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GREENLIGHT. G-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. That's the code for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. 
This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the all-in-one app for spending, sending, and setting easy-to-track savings goals. With multiple tools for saving, spending, and sending, Cash App is an all-in-one way to stay in control of your money. Whether I need to send money to my pumpkin grower, pay for anything related to floating the river, quickly pay back a buddy for a night out on the town, or settle a bet, I can always count on Cash App. With security, boosts, discounts, a free-to-order debit card, no overdraft fees, Cash App is like a BFF for your money. It can be your read. Reads my BFF in the studio. Cash App, the exclusive financial services partner of Greenlight, downloaded in the App Store or Google Play to see why it's the number one finance finance app in the U.S. App Store. Now, what we're doing here is called Advent, Kyle. It's one of my favorite things we do. That is something I don't have in common with the audience. Ah. Because I think some of y'all think this sucks, but we do it anyways, because we just like doing it. Admin. Admin I'm, is- I'm, I'm Tom Draper. I'm Dom Draper. I'm Kyle. <laughs> I don't have a last name. So we're at the Sterling Ad Agency. Imagine it's 1941, but we have access to all the products and the markets that we have today. The, the, and the Second World War. Yeah, there's, well, it's maybe after the war. It's Rest in, in peace to the Archbishop Duke Franz Ferdinand. The black hands uh, at that in World War One. <laughs> no, like it's already happened. Yeah, it, well, it's it, yeah. never forget. It was the exactly. Inception. In never fact, forget. today, rest remembered. in peace to the Archduke. Is it today? No, no, no. I'm just saying we should <laughs> yeah, remember right. him today. today. Okay. Anyways, enough history. We're talking about now, post-war. Okay. Sterling Ad Agency. We got to get these ads out and make some money, Kyle. So we're at the boardroom table. We're okay. pitching ads. And the number one rule of ad men is there's no such thing as a bad ad. That's right. So shoot from the hip. If it really sucks, we'll probably cut it from the show. Okay. <laughs> Can I go first? Sure. Are you a fan of a bad team? Does your coach yes. kind of remind you of Emperor Palpatine? <laughs> Do your, does your team's roster decision leave you shaking your head? Don't be mad until you're dead. Call Ring Hackers instead. With Ring <laughs> Hackers, you can spy on whoever you want, blackmail however you want, and check out whoever's titties whenever you want. Football fans, if if you have a bad team, set them up for success. Get Ring Hacker. Jeez, that's like well written. <laughs> that's really good, Kyle. Now, you know, the whole hacking into people's ring cameras. Male titties, we mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, and it's topical. We were talking about Belichick's. Yes, might, no question. It might backfire because, as you said, Bill was looking pretty tight. He was looking really good. He looks good. great. He might oh, get an extension. I'll I try. have a ring ad Oh, also. Okay. Um, Do you really? Ryan Rossillo banging on a door. Uh, looks like Nantucket. Let me in. Let me in. The door opens. A shirtless man emerges. It is Bill Belichick. This is my honey hole. <laughs> the chick behind Bill Belichick screams, You're not welcome back here in Nantucket. You haven't been here in 20 years. Can't just come home like this. Know who's at your door. Ring.com. Now, uh, we both did ring. Yeah, I know. Well, I have a, a bunch. That's good, though. No, I don't know. Ryan, Ryan. Though he's been to Nantucket, is really proud of being from the vineyard. The vineyard, that's right. It's, is that? Is no, that I'd, I'd do it again with the vineyard. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking Run about Nantucket nectars earlier today. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe he likes to go to the different islands. What happened to Nantucket? Look, you want a taste of nostalgia? 
Nantucket you Nectar. Go back to a simpler time. Snap into a lemonade from Nantucket Nectar. How about we used to think that shit was healthy? Like mm, as, as yes. a teen, I was it like, oh, I'm just grabbing 55 grams of sugar. Uh, make your own. Man from Nantucket. All right, it's um, it's a it's a chairlift company. You know these chairlifts? Mm-hmm. They they take. They take, well, yeah, it's like a ski lift. But I'm talking about like on a stairwell. Yeah, they stairway. Take, they take Grammy and Grampy up the mm. stairs, you know, and they can't make it anymore. Kind of want one right uh, now. They go like three miles an hour. Yeah, so y'all might be able to help me on the name of the chairlift, but we're going to be an official partner of the NFL, and we are going to take coordinators from the booth to the field wow. if they're not doing their job. Mm-hmm. Concept's pretty simple. Guy or gal needs a change of scenery. We take you up to the booth or down to the sideline. Line up from shotgun on fourth and goal from the one. Hit the chair, okay? You're an offensive coach. We got the Matt Canada option for you. Defensive, we can put you in a Steve Wilkes, okay? Now, it's going to go pretty pretty slowly, and it's going to ruin some sight lines. But we're going to be in all these new stadiums. Uh, Assistance coaches. Uh Uh-huh. Assistant coaches. (laughs) Assistance (laughs) Okay, got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Coach's yeah. assistance. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, That's a good you. idea. Just Pat- really good. Some work on the name. Patent pending. <laughs> I don't mind it at all. Thank you, actually. Kyle. Um. Okay. <laughs> Steve Wilkes. He's coming down the sideline yeah. this week. Yeah. Cut to a dimly lit office with a projector showing all twenty-two footage from today's practice. Yes. Mike Tomlin chews on a cigar in his chair. Hmm angrily as mm. if he has a pebble in his shoe mm-hmm. shakes his head picks up the phone presses a button two box on the other end answering the phone is a connor stallions look alike what is it coach i got a guy says tomlin stallions name pickens we got a problem I'm on it. Cut to the locker room. George Pickens deleting all of his pictures from the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Contacts. Sending fuck yous. Mm-hmm. Cut to the parking lot where Connor Stallions lookalike is waiting in the car with a chloroform towel <laughs> and a gun. And he says, a gun. And he says, either you repost those pictures or I'm going to put you to sleep twice. <laughs> Jesus Do you need Christ. a fixer? Call one eight eight fix it now. <laughs> First one, he's hacking into people's ring cams to see their titties, and now he's offing players Twice. for social media activity. I thought we were just gonna have him repost like nice things on IG no, no, about no. the Steelers. Kill him. So, so I was I, I was waiting for the twist. And the twist was just the fact Tomlin's, that Tomlin Tomlin's seen this happen yeah. many simple. times. Yeah. Martavis Bryant, Antonio Brown, you name it, it's yeah. happened. And I haven't seen Martavis Bryant in a while. Tom, well, you're going to see Dallas him soon. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, well, now we see him. Okay, I got one. If, Imagine I got, if he had a fixer, though. I got one for you. Okay. Zach Wilson waiting on the curve. He's on the curve. curve. He's waiting on the <laughs> he's curve. Playing baseball. That's how he throws the football. He's, <laughs> he's curving that he's thing. He's in the batter's box. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's an 0-2 count. It's a Kevin Costner movie. So this motherfucker's waiting on the curb. Uh-huh. And uh, he's looking at his phone and he's like, where the fuck is this guy? All of a sudden, uh, SUV nondescript pulls up. Drew Bledsoe. Get in, Zach. Where are we headed, Drew? I'm a huge fan. He's like, 
we're headed to the Kreisman house. He goes, uh, oh, like the Heisman house? He's like, oh, I kind of like the Heisman house. I'll tell you about it when we get there. So they're driving along <laughs> and they're driving and they pull up to this bucolic setting, this beautiful two-story Georgian home. Mm. There's people playing football in the front yard to get out of the car. Mac Jones, Russell Wilson playing catch. Uh, you guys hang out at the Kreisman house? You been in there? Haven't been in there yet. Okay, you go in. It's just people crying. It sounds like a fucking wake in there. You go to one door, you open it up. Tannehill's got a Wolverine meme <laughs> picture of fucking Derrick Henry. He's crying all over it. You go to the next room. Jimmy Garoppolo's crying into his pillow. He's got a bunch of busty brunettes rubbing his back, and he's just crying. Okay? Trubisky's in one room. He's crying. He's calling you or texting you. Uh -huh. Kyle, I can't stop crying. They go out to the backyard. Carson Wentz is drawing a bow. He's all frustrated. He can't see because he's crying. There's a fucking eight-point buck right there, point-blank range. He can't hit it because he's crying. The Kreisman house. It's Walk the Kreisman house. Hold on. They're walking into, they're walking into the house. <laughs> on the way in, Zach Wilson's like, who the fuck are you? This guy swings the screen door open. I'm Davis Mills. <laughs> <laughs> and he's crying. Okay? And then... Uh, Matt Ryan's like, come with me, Zach. Walks down the hallway, opens the door. He goes, this is your room. Welcome to the Kreisman house. The Kreisman house. It's a house full of QBs that were benched. Mm. It's really good. Really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. The Kreisman house. The Davis Mills is in there. They're like, who is this guy? <laughs> The tears just keep coming. That neck, it just generates so many tears. They can do whatever they want in that house, but they can't enjoy it. No. Okay, who's next? Me? Am I no, up? No, no, no. This is a gambling <laughs> ad, okay? I thought we had a remote hit. It was like, uh, there's lag. There. Uh, uh, it's, 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 he's Mr. Remote Hit. Ready? Yeah. Gambling ad, mm -hmm. okay? 1-800-MAKING-PLAYS. For $159.99, you could make millions. Money line, parlay, uh -huh. totals, <laughs> teasers. Mm -hmm. All right, bookmakers. Hate me. He hate me not. They hate me. You understand? Trust the process. Don't think. Just call. Making plays picks games against two other people on this show. One guy, 11 years in the NFL. This guy, two Super Bowls, okay? Grinds tape in his spare time. Under 500. Second guy is called Steve. 65% career gambler. When he picks against making plays, under 500. Got a gambling problem? Call them. All right? <laughs> you already are. That's your problem. Making plays is the only one above 500. It's November. Give thanks to me. Give 159.99 to me. In turn, I give you three secondary market locks guaranteed or your money is lost. Secondary market locks this season are 27 and 0. You see this Rolex right here? It's real, all right? Steve's on game day. My show is called Payday. 1-800-MAKING-PLAYS, MAKINGPLAYS.COM. Thank you. That's good. A good ad. Oh, my God. Nice. Cut to a bar outside of Nashville. Okay, you're up. There's fog rolling into the front door. There's not many lights, but there is a bartender there serving up a beer to a man with wide shoulders and narrow hips. Mm -hmm. Tucked in, uh, tucked in pearl snap shirt. Mm -hmm. You can only see the silhouette from the back. The man behind the bar notices that the guy at the bar is watching the highlights from the game. He said, did you see the game? He looks up to the bartender and says, I threw the game. That's me. Turns to the front door. Will Levis' jawline. 
mm. sitting right there. You know what else you can see? That curvaceous booty. Will Levis wearing a pair of Levi's. If you want a quarterback, get one that's been through the ringer. Levi's. Will Levi's, <laughs> which, of course, is Terry Bradshaw uh, nickname that he gave him unintentionally on NFL Fox Sunday. So it was it's Will Levis the whole time? Wearing jeans, yeah, Levi's. He threw the game, had me thinking he was, he, was throwing, he, he was, owed people money. I, mean, I was thinking of the way to say that. I am the game. Maybe How about I, I was, was in the game? I was the game. I was oh, in, I threw but it's the supposed game to be simple. Too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, we're gonna we're gonna workshop. We're, we are, workshop is, we're workshopping. These are good ads. Yep. I don't even have anything written. These down. are all good ads. The yeah. freestyle is great. Yeah. Okay. Coming next summer to ABC, a new sitcom starring Joyce DeWitt as Janet, and a Three's Company spinoff called One's Lonely. Because <laughs> the other the other two have died. Okay, I have a death one too. That's why uh, I'm like freaking out. Suzanne Summers and John Ritter have passed. Got it. So it's just Joyce DeWitt. Okay. Come and knock on our door. Yeah. Come on, knock on my door. We've been waiting for, I've been waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his, Three's Company too. That's good. But what, again, it's called One's Three's Company. Never heard of it. <laughs> I, I, I used to watch Nick at Night. It's a real show. Now this one calls One, called, it's called One's Lonely. Okay. Suzanne Summers, th the Thigh Master, step by step. Christy Brinkley. You know Christy Brinkley. You should know Suzanne. You Summers. got one, Kyle. Is that the that's the whole ad, right? Oh, for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, you're up. I don't got anything else. Okay, hey, I got some. Hey, 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 programmer at Indeed.com, right? Yeah. Just hitting the delete button. The delete button. You love Indeed. On any future, <laughs> on any future. University of Kansas men's basketball head coaching job posting because Bill Self or Bill Selfish, as I like to call him, has inked a lifetime contract. Okay, and Indeed guy just deleting the any any uh -huh. future job post. You understand? And you know what else is going to be in Lawrence about thirty five years? What that hairline of Bill <laughs> Self because it's not it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bosley with Indeed.com. Mm -hmm. All right. You guys like Chick-fil-A commercials? Yeah. Okay, they're confusing to me, honestly, because... The cow? Well, it's a cow, and you're trying to sell chicken, so like, there's the beef, there's chicken. I get confused sometimes. Two concepts run together. Well, cows are like, hey, stay away. I'm going to do Eat it from the chi chicken. I'm going to do one ad from the chicken's perspective, okay? Now, hard cut. What did he say? We just figured it out, but okay. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's just a cow trying to keep his He's family safe. He's trying to keep safe. his family safe, right? Yeah. Okay. Glad you guys got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chickens giving birth to small chickens. Mm. Okay, there's a lot of little eggs. Um, and is that rooster and hen? Or is that a separate deal? Whatever together? they are, they're giving birth. Egg layers. Just put yourself in a big happy coop. It's a big family atmosphere there's yep. not just one mommy and daddy there's a bunch of eggs there's a bunch of mommies and daddies bunch of mamas a few weeks go by in this sun-soaked barn and all of a sudden the doors get kicked open guys in white suits come in start grabbing up the mommies and daddies take them to the front you got a burgundy gmc pulling up you zoom in on the guy's boot he gets out he's crunching the gravel you know the uh the the tension build you can feel mm -hmm. the the tension in the air mm -hmm. and uh it, it, you hear the guy go, I'll take 25 chickens. So they just start taking the mommies and daddies in crates and you zoom out and it's Sam Howell 
and he's just shoveling chickens into the back of this GMC. Terry McLaurin's up there catching them, stacking them up. Um, But basically, uh, then you zoom back to the kids because it's about the kids. You know, you're pulling at the heartstrings. And uh, you hard cut and you go, Burger King, eat less chicken. Oh. Burger King, Sam Howell. No, that's that's like depth. Thank you, appreciate Marketing it. Depth. Yeah, thanks. I'll take that as raucous applause. Yeah, I was trying to. You said the Burger King twist. So the Burger King twist. Make it simple for me. Well, basically, Burger King. You know, they're taking the other they're, side of that thing. They're doing the opposite of the Chick Fil A. They're doing the opposite. See, I do love that. You do. I do. But my brain, a second. My brain doesn't work as quickly as y'all's brain. Are they still doing chicken fries? Y'all remember chicken fries? Oh yeah, those are good. They were big during that Pittsburgh Seattle Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Kate and I got chicken fries. Maybe not a fortnight ago. Really? Yeah, They're pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty wow. good. I've had them. Good option. Yeah. All right, who's up? Macon. Uh, North Pole snowing. San- Santa Claus. Uh huh. You know. Um. Hey, Kyler. Twenty-one day window's almost up. Want to go back and uh, play quarterback for the Cardinals? Well, Nime, I got to keep making these these wooden horses for the kids. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. Uh-huh. End of ad. Oh, okay. Zach Wilson, he walks into Mirandy, Waverly Place, which is a known cougar hideout. Really? Per Google. Um, not that anybody needs one. Google has cougar hangouts. That's great. Google will tell you. He sits down next to a busty 55-year-old woman and starts rizzing her up. They get, uh, they get back to her place. They start hooking up. She's just attacking him. She hasn't had... A young guy like this in a long time, so she's attacking him. They're undressing. He's pinned down. He's you know he's like in the bottom of a pile here. He's like reaching. He, he's trying to get to his jeans by the door. He's fixated on the. There's a wrapper sticking out of uh, the back pocket, and he just can't get to it. But he's like, "Fuck it," you know. I'm gonna throw the ball. Uh, flash forward. The year's 2044. Zach Wilson stands proudly in the Provost Sun as his mm. daughter graduates from BYU. The guy next to him says her mom would be so proud to see her do this. Where is she anyways? Died of old age. (laughs) Trojan. Don't waste the good defense or defense. Zach Wilson for Trojan. That's good. You're at a banquet. Okay. Uh, Somebody's up at the podium. And coach of the year goes to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Todd Bowles. (laughs) And he walks up to the podium. He's applauding. They're applauding. He's smiling like maniacally because he smiles. He's got a weird smile. Yeah. He's just cheesing. All of a sudden, the applause fades into an alarm clock. Dee, dee, dee. It says 11 a.m. Guy's rubbing his fucking eyes. He's like, it's Stanford Steve. <laughs> uh, Midnight Sports Center. Stay up late with us. That's good. He's tired. He's That's so good. tired. His REM cycle's all fucked up. He thinks Top Bowl should be coach of the year. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, who's your coach of the year, Steve? Oh, that's a good. You one. know, I've been thinking about this because, to me, the conversation or not the conversation thoughts I had in my head for worst team in the NFL before the season were going to be the Rams or the Buccaneers, and I am totally wrong. So I will go Todd Bowles. Wow! 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 wow. 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 What do you think about a DoorDash ad with Desmond Ritter 
wherein uh, he needs to take off for a day and Taylor Heineke grabs his shift and he's like, don't fuck this up. But of course he fucks it up. And Grubhub all the while has got this new driver. He's like legally blind. He's never driven in our country. He's on the wrong side of the road. And it's Grubhub Josh Dobbs. But somehow he is just mopping the floor with DoorDash. I can't, I haven't quite been able to workshop it, but I like that one. Josh Dobbs comes out of the stadium and they're all Josh Dobbs. <laughs> got Josh Dobbs on the brain. He comes out of the stadium. People are like, whoa, how the fuck did you do that, man? Can I get your autograph? They don't cuss. So they'd be like, how'd you do that, brother? And then, uh, and then, and then he's like, oh, shucks. I don't know. I just got here. They're like, would you stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night? And he's like, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, I, that's where they put me up. I've been living in a hotel my entire career. You know, something like that. Brian Fitzpatrick, you know. Oh, here's one. An ad for calendars. You know, like a guy is like confused. He's at the St. Patty's Day party. He's wearing red, white, and blue. They're like, you, th you think of July? They're like, no, it's the middle of March. Uh, maybe get a calendar. You know, July 4th, he's like, oh, happy Labor Day. They're like, dude, oh. no, nah, it's July 4th. Fucking guy has a Christmas tree up in his house November 1st. Uh, staples. Me too. Calendars. I know you do. That's the that's the point of the ad. I found out yesterday you guys already have your your, your Christmas it's tree. Three Christmas well, trees. <laughs> My house is festive as fuck. For for what? I love Christmas. No, I, yeah, a, it's just like seven weeks out. I can't that? wait. Listen, if you're gonna do it with any holiday, I'm down Look, with either Christmas. way. I work in New York on the weekends. If you've ever been to New York during the holiday season, they do Christmas from fucking the end of you know like once once football season yeah they want to put the Christmas. lights on that big tree like e everything in new york is is holiday so yeah. i mean i like it up there and when i come home it's nice you know you change the change the pillows up festive pillows you put a little what is it garland yeah up on the above the mistletoe little laramie the, uh, tinsel. we've got our stockings up it's yeah. fun to do it with the kid too you know my the process takes a little bit Kyle, longer. i don't have a problem with but it i just want to sell some calendars 82 degrees today by the way yeah I just want to find some calendars. You'll be okay. That's all I have. Touché. That's all I have. Do you have any ads, Matt? I do, but we probably have enough. You're scared off of it by, <laughs> by our performance? Quality. I do have a call to action for you all. Okay. Two of them, actually, for, and this is for the audience as well. New movie out on Netflix today, The Killer, is awesome. Really? You will, you especially okay. will like it for okay. sure. And then our big pumpkin video is coming out, Your Today, Friday. Check out Green Light Podcast on YouTube. Let me just say this. Last night I got home from work, had an hour to spend with the kids, and I didn't know what we were doing. Waylon wants to play with the ball all day. Can't do it in the house. It's dark out. It's good so it it's, a good, it's a good problem to have. Um, kids like a 40s kid without the without the great depression because our house is actually like it's nice more carbs yeah so he's like a 40s kid with elite nutrition he just wants to play outside if you took one of those guys in the newsboy hat and gave him a p90x it would be unbelievable just one of them it'd be babe ruth okay but my kid he's like That's why jim thorpe was so good he was catching his own fucking food he was dude <laughs> yes <video>. exactly god <laughs> that's a great theory so anyways like Joe general, Rogan would love that theory. Okay. Generalist. So, so anyways, um, don't fucking point at the mic. It, well, it, it helps. A lot of people complain about <laughs> the audio. Really? People will complain about Is the audio me? for weeks. I'm like, bro, you're still here. <laughs> the audio hasn't changed. <laughs> um, so anyways, 
I'm like, what do I do with them? They send me this pumpkin video. It's 18 minutes long. I'm like, guys, do you want to watch a movie? And I forgot like kind of what's in the pumpkin video. And we sit down and there's like 44 F-bombs. And it's not only like me, it's Cowboy Reed. It's like Matt. And it's like they're watching their heroes die. Like they know I have a potty mouth. Uh, the pumpkin at least was a big enough shiny object to kind of be the... But it was so cool watching them. Luke was lit up. He just could not stop smiling. Every time we did something stupid, he was looking at me with a big grin. When I got in the water and I was struggling, he looked over like this. It was like watching an adult at a movie. And you guys did a great job. I mean, like that is incredible what you guys did to put that together. So shout out to Aiden, Reed, the whole gang, Matt. Uh, Nolan probably had something to do with it when he's not crunching film. So yeah. We held down the fort while you were doing it. Pretty much. And Thanks Macon. I forgot to oh, shout right. you out. Yeah. We held down the Macon fort. Did a, did, Macon, Macon did a potty in the in the bowl. He did his own pods a couple times. With Scott Nolan. With Scott Nolan. Uh, and they were bangers. I did listen to them. Thank you. Yeah, you you, you know, like I actually like your your content. 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 So uh hey guys, that's it. Take care. <laughs>